Welcome to another episode of Mortgage Ability. This is Jake at Mortgage Edge. I'm a mortgage agent over there. My fiscal number is M08003274. Our brokerage license is MBL10680, and I'm their number one guy. Today is the January 23rd, I believe, edition of this podcast. Uh, I'm going to review three things. One, quick 2018 year in review. Look ahead towards 2019, what we can expect. And one little tidbit, aka rant, that I will go on, which will finish the podcast off nicely. I have decided to come back to Twitter, at Mortgage Jake. I will be a lot nicer on Twitter. I found I got into too many arguments with housing negative people on there. So taking a little break and now I'm back to bring a lot of positivity and rainbows. So let's start off with a quick year in review. We all know 2018 started off very stressful, a lot of negativity, stress test kicked in for everybody, practically 5% down, 50% down, didn't matter. It limited your borrowing power to around five times income. Rates went up a few times with the Bank of Canada. Fixed rates went up as well. Simply just a tough, tough year. Uh, Personally speaking, from a mortgage volume perspective, I was down a little bit just for full transparency. Can't set a record every year. haha. But at the end of the day, it was still a, a good year. Just it was tough, tougher to get financing. A lot of different rules, a lot of changes, a lot of restrictions, a lot of policy stuff that was just coming out of nowhere. And it was all due to the regulations and, in my opinion, over regulations of what happened. So 2019 is starting off completely on a different note. First of all, anecdotally, everybody I talk to seems to be a lot more busy. A lot of my realtor partners, realtor friends are saying activity is picking up way sooner than they expected. Some of them are coming back from holidays, just slammed with inquiries, business, etc., which is fantastic. Great to hear the soldiers, the, you know, the, the, the feet on the street are telling us how much busier they are than they were expecting. And I think a lot of that more busyness or a lot of that business is coming from sentiment. And I think sentiment is being driven by lower rates. Nobody expected, quite frankly, rates to come down. And as I predicted on my Facebook and other platforms, towards the end of 2018, we were watching the bond market, September, October, November, start to take a tumble. And now it's at its lowest point since 2017. That doesn't mean rates will go back to where they were at abnormally low levels in 2017. But there was a period of time where rates were not in relation to where the bond market yields were. And just for everybody to understand, the government of Canada five-year bond yield. If you Google that chart, you will see where five-year fixed rates are headed. Of course, not always in correlation. They don't always go down as much as the bond yields go down. But this is what's happening uh, these days is the bond yields are down. Rates are finally starting to come down. You all heard that RBC reduce the rates by 15 basis points. You can still get a much better rate elsewhere than RBC, but that's not the point. The point is once one big bank drops, a lot of the other lenders start to follow suit. And this is a surprise to people because we all thought rates would rise. And now the Bank of Canada is saying, hold on there. We did think in October rates would go up another quarter, half, maybe three quarters in 2019. Now we're not so sure. Economy is kind of on tepid ground. We're coming up to an election, something I'll talk about later. So overall, 2019 is starting off on a better note if you're looking at borrowing because you pay less for a property per month 
because you'll find it easier to qualify for a property if rates come down. Also, I'm noticing a little trend where credit is becoming a little looser. A lot of my lenders and banks are starting to roll back some of their very restrictive policies. Could be beacon scores, could be mortgage amounts, could be amortization, could be borrowing ratios, could be a lot of these technical things that we see on a day-to-day basis as someone who lives and breathes this industry. And if things are getting easier and rates are coming down, that to me just signifies that maybe the worst is behind us. Maybe our banking regulators are realizing We've seen, you know, definitely a slow landing in our market. Now let's take the reins away. Let's loosen credit up a little bit. And with that appetite comes more lending options for you, which is fantastic. And the third thing I'm seeing so far, which is a positive note for a niche amount of buyers, but certainly a strong enough amount of buyers, because let's face it, many of us are self-employed. The self-employed market is becoming a little bit more loose and a little bit easier to purchase finance. Not as easy to refinance as it used to be, but to purchase finance properties under the self-employed model or market is now becoming a little bit easier. So overall, 2018 was stressful. 2019 looks like by no means am I saying the party's back and we're going to see record prices and multiples everywhere and, and, and rock solid sales, etc. But Certainly, things are starting off a much more positive light than, than when we are today. So this brings me to my rant, my <clears throat> I'm very annoyed rant. Uh, this morning, all over the news, it was announced that, and I'm going to read a quote, liberals seeking to make home buying more affordable for millennials, according to our finance minister, Bill Murnau. So I'd like to take you a few years back, three years back, two years back last year. Remember, the liberal government is the one that introduced and tabled and basically plowed through without much consultation or listening to any of our expert voices, the B20 and B21 stress test regulations that made it much harder to get a mortgage. So I find it very ironic, aka funny, and also extremely annoying that in an election year, suddenly, Finance Minister Morneau and, of course, Trudeau are now saying, hey, wait a sec, we want to make it easier for millennials to afford properties. It's going to be very difficult to make that happen, no matter which government comes out and creates these fake promises, because a lot of this is fake, a lot of it is vote-buying promises. It's going to be much more difficult to make housing affordable unless you see an overall housing correction. I mean, let's be real. How can a millennial in Toronto afford a property here without the help of parents, grandparents, extra income, more down payment, you know, combining incomes with family, co-buying with friends, etc. It's very difficult when average condo prices continue to escalate. And the reason they are continuing to go up is primarily as a result of the stress test changes that happened because buyers adjusted their their desires and they said, hey, I can't afford a semi, I can't afford a townhouse, great, I'm gonna buy a condo. And that's why condos have been doing so extremely well and will continue to do well moving forward. Not to mention now the Ontario uh, provincial government, the PCs is rolling back some of the changes from the Liberals. And I think the only way for us to see another real estate run-up 
is if the PCs win federally, majority, roll back all of the changes, introduce increased amortization, introduce government back refinances, basically de-stress the stress test. And I don't see that happening either because quite frankly, and I hate to say this, what the liberals did, did create the intended effect they wanted, which was prices didn't spiral completely out of control. The stress test did limit a lot of buyers. It did move buyers, you know, habits, etc. So how can the liberal government now stand up and say, after two years of hammering our market, we're going to make it easy without having egg on their face? And secondly, as part of this rant, I would like to ask, how is it possible that the liberal government, who introduced a stress test that said you have to qualify at 2% higher, which today is around 55 5.3, 5.4%, If rates are now starting to go down, and in the last 36 months, we haven't come anywhere close to 5, 5.34, 5.44%, how is it possible that we've introduced a stress test to say, hey, buyer, you have to qualify at 5.34%, but rates are 3.49%. And they've been 3.49%. It's probably the highest they've been since the last 36 months. They've been going up, like I said, now they're moving sideways. How can that government say the stress test made any sense? If rates never get to that point and you need to prove to a lender you can afford rates if they get to that point, but they haven't gotten there, what was the stress test all about in the first place? So on one hand, I know why they did it. I know the intended consequence. I know what happened. We have seen the market definitely stabilize. In certain pockets, there's more of a buyer's market. In certain pockets, still a seller's market. Overall, the market is strong. However, I just don't see and I hate when governments come to the table and say, hey, We made changes, we made it harder. Guess what? In nine months, in October, November, we are going to come for election. Now we want to make it easier for you because we've helped you so far. That's all BS. Don't fall for it. Let's look at their policies when they're announced. Let's figure out which party makes the most sense if housing is your priority. Of course, there are many other factors included when you're making your voting. Housing should not be number one. But certainly if it's one of your top three, top five, top seven, Let's analyze each platform once we know what it is and we'll figure out what to make sense of it. So so that wraps up this edition of the 2019 podcast called Mortgageability. My aim is to educate, inform, annoy, push for dialogue, etc. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter at MortgageJake.com, on Instagram at MortgageByJake.com. The other Mortgage Jake took my handle and he lives in Hawaii. He won't sell it to me. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash mortgagejake. You can reach me on phone, 416-910-4448. Nice to talk to you guys. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to recording another podcast very soon.